here comes the money. You're now listening to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Round. What is going on? Welcome to Gambling with Gold, episode 97. This is the AFC North Divisional Gambling Preview. With me, as always, Dan Titus. Dan, how you doing today? Doing great, Jay. Uh, excited to talk about this division. A lot of drama, but uh, I'm expecting some big things out of Baltimore this year. God, we are so on the same page. Locked in, baby. Lock it in. We're so in on the Baltimore <laughs> He's got Ravens. The lock. I, I got to get the lock in. Come on. Uh, very excited to see what happens in Baltimore this season. I think it could be a special season there in Maryland. Let me give you the odds for the divisions. Uh, Baltimore plus 140 to win. Cincinnati plus 170, Cleveland plus 380, and Pittsburgh coming back at a grand win totals. Uh, nine and a half over minus 160 for Baltimore, 10 on the dot for Cincinnati. Cleveland at eight and a half, Pittsburgh at seven and a half. Odds to make the playoffs this season. Baltimore minus 165, yes, plus 135, no. Cincinnati minus 130, plus 110. Cleveland plus 175, no, minus 225. And Pittsburgh plus 350, Yes, and minus 450, no. So, we're both on the Ravens to win this division, right? 100%. Plus 140, lock it in. Uh, I think we could see a Super Bowl hangover from the Cincinnati Bengals. We already know the Browns situation. And uh, the Steelers, while they have a favorable schedule, they travel the least out of any team in the NFL, don't even go west of the Mississippi. I don't know if I'm trusting two gloves, Kenny Pickett and whatever Mitch Chubisky is right now to win this division. So, yeah, by default, I'm going with the Ravens. All right, so let me give you the strength of schedule before we go any further here. Baltimore has the 11th easiest schedule in the NFL. Pittsburgh has the fourth hardest. Cincinnati has the sixth hardest. And Cleveland has the eighth easiest. So a big split. Usually in these divisions, they seem to be clumped up. This division, no, sir. Pittsburgh, fourth hardest. Yes, really, really lucky that they do not have to leave the Eastern time zone. However, really hard schedule with the worst offensive line in football, potentially. And we don't know who's playing quarterback. And even if we do know who's playing quarterback, not exactly the greatest options. Although I may be a hair more optimistic about Mitch Trubisky than the general market. I think he'll play well this season. I do like some of the uh, targets that he has at wide receiver. We'll get into that in a little bit. But why don't we start off with the Baltimore Ravens? I'm just going to lay out my bets that I have on the Ravens thus far. So I bet them at over nine. I bet them at over nine and a half at minus 160. Minus 165 to make the playoffs, plus 140 to win the division. Give me them to win the conference, plus 1,000. Give me them to win the Woo! Super Bowl, plus 2,200. Uh, oh, and I have another bet. Spicy. You ready for a week one bet? We haven't done one of these yet. I already have one. I mean, Ra- Ravens minus six and a half. I mean, that's 100%. Got to take that. I, I, have John a, I have a better one, but yes, I do like that. Also, if you're going to bet Baltimore against the Jets, do a quarter one or first quarter bet. They'll probably be yeah. like minus two and a half, minus three. The Ravens, so the two years prior when they were sick, first quarters, they just used, used to come out and dominate teams. Last year, they were minus three overall. I think a lot of that had to do with their injury luck at the end of the season, something we'll talk about in a second. This year, I think they come out hot. I expect them to absolutely dominate the Jets. We saw with the Jets starters against the Falcons last night. So Yuck. Uh, I would expect the Ravens to have a good game. But my bet for week one for this division, Baltimore minus one in a teaser versus the Jets, and then use Cleveland plus seven and a half at Carolina. That's my week one lock of a teaser. 
So love that. Um, and just playing off of like what you said for first quarter uh, bet. Did you know that Lamar Jackson over the last five seasons is the most profitable QB against first half spreads at 34, 18 and one six, almost a 65% hit rate. Um, that does not surprise uh, me at all. Yeah. They dominate right. first half because teams have not been used to playing the style of defense. They have to against Lamar Jackson. Now the league caught up a little bit last year, but I think yeah. that had to do with a lot of different issues. I think that Greg Roman is going to come in with a great plan for Lamar Jackson this season. I think they're going to run the ball really well. I think that having J.K. Dobbins back there is going to help. Like the offensive line, I think the, some of the, the wide receivers, yeah, I have some issues there. But Mark Andrews is still there. I, I do think the first half, they're going to be awesome once again this season. Yeah, and I think for much of this Ravens discussion here, I don't think they got a fair shake last year. According to Man Games Lost, they were the most impacted uh, second in, in cumulative games lost to injury, but also the quality of their players lost due to injury was the highest in the NFL. Um, we, we touched on, you know, the running back room and how they lost Gus Edwards and JK Dobbins last year. At least you get JK Dobbins back the wide receiver room, not looking that tight with Rashad Bateman. I think he's a great fantasy person. If you want to pick him up for the sheer target opportunity he's going to have, but Mark Andrews beast. And then if you look at I, I know Isaiah, Isaiah likely has had a couple of great preseason games, yeah. but I think that they have unlocked another weapon that they're going to unleash throughout the season. This dude is great at finding uh, open space, and I think they're going to utilize that to uh, Lamar Jackson's um, advantage. I, and, you know, I think they're probably going to end up bringing in one more wide receiver from somewhere. I would not be surprised if Will Fuller ended up on the Ravens at some point this season hmm. to replace kind of good, that good deep threat. Yeah. Yeah, that Hollywood Brown role, I think he probably would fit in well for the two and a half games that he's actually healthy this season. That could be helpful. Um, I, I just I have to keep remembering this about the Ravens based on what we saw last year. And sure, we had a bunch of issues and they barely missed the playoffs and whatever. They were the number one team in the AFC heading into December. This was still a damn good team. They were eight and four. This is a team that is going to win the AFC North. I think they're going to do it running away. I have them potentially winning the most games in the AFC this season i have them at 12 and 5 i mean that's uh i mean i have the over nine and a half so i'm definitely aligned on that um i like that i mean if you if you, you might want to look at the alt line for it then you know look at look at what an 11 and a half will get you um because you might you might be get that at a good number um i feel great I mean, even on defense like we didn't really talk about it much but like you know, their secondary got better. I have concerns about Kyle Hamilton. He hasn't looked that good in the preseason, but I'm sure he'll figure it out. Um, but you brought, bring over free agent safety, Marcus Williams, um, defensive tackle, Michael Pierce. Like, this team got better. And they they finished 8-9 and nine last year. So, like, I, I'm expecting in this division, there's no reason why they can't take care of business and potentially make that long run. Um, I like how you have them winning the AFC because I think that's certainly in the in the, in the um, in the cards for sure with this team that with a locked in roster, that's as healthy as they are. Yeah. And look, they, they got rid of Wink Martindale, who's now with the giants, but they bring in McDonald who John Harbaugh stole from Jim Harbaugh at Michigan. And yeah. he put up one of the, the most incredible defensive seasons that you'll see in the big 10 in recent memory. They played out of their mind. I think he's going to be a young, energetic piece for their defense. I wouldn't be surprised if the changes that they make on the defensive side of the ball, don't make them an even better defensive team and inspire some uh, confidence and some energy in them having kind of a new system where they're not blitzing 95% of their snaps. Uh, so that'll be interesting to watch. 
I think that early season will tell you a lot about where this team is. As long as Lamar Jackson's healthy, though, I think this is going to be a massive season for the Ravens. And, I, you know, I'm a big John Harbaugh fan. I think he's one of the best coaches in the NFL. And I like a lot of the decisions that he made last year. Even with Tyler Huntley as a backup, they're going for all these wins. Now, it didn't really work out, but usually that tends to regress. I like, I just like his decision-making a lot. I trust him with the game on the line, and I think it'll pay huge dividends in the 2022 season. So so the one bet you didn't mention was Lamar Jackson for MVP at 20 to 1. If you think that the Ravens are going to have such a good season going to the AFC Championship, do you not think that Lamar would be the reason why they got that far? I think that Lamar has a chance to win MVP. I just think I don't love his weapons enough at wide receiver to see him putting up the passing totals he did three years ago or two years ago right. when he was NFL MVP. 30-plus touchdowns. Exactly. So I think it'll be more of a not game management type of deal. I I think he'll be a more well-rounded quarterback. I just don't think he's going to put up the sort of stats. And I mean, they were so good this that year, and they the NFL had never seen anything like him. Now right. there's a couple of different quarterbacks that kind of do what he does. I I just don't think it's that unique anymore. Um, yeah, that's fair. So I don't think that he'll win MVP this season. Season. I think it's going to end up being like it'll be like Herbert or Allen. I think that's the type of quarterback that voters are looking to vote for right now. Just being honest. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't we move over to the Cincinnati Bengals who are plus 170 to win the division obviously the AFC champs Super Bowl runner-ups they got everybody back their rosters improved why do I feel like they're going to take a big step backwards this year yeah that's it's a good question I, I like that the additions that they made I think that the number one problem for them last year was like how do you protect Joe Burrow they yeah. went out and grabbed Alex Kappa uh, Lael Collins and Ted Car- and Ted Karras from um, New England so Obviously, they made it a point to address that. I appreciate that. That's going to matter. Um, but something, I don't know what it is, man. Maybe it's, uh, man, I, I'm trying to feel, is it Zach Taylor that I don't trust? Is it yes. the defense? Is yes. it, it's something. I just feel like this team is not going to be as good as they were last year, man. And uh, the numbers may not reflect it necessarily, but. I just don't think that this team is going to come out as hot as they were. Like they surprised last year, right? Like they were winning close games. Um, Joe Burrow bailing them out on ridiculous plays to to Jamar chase. Um, You know, I I just see this team taking a step back, man. And if I'm, if I'm going to continue fading them, you know, this team last season ended with a straight of uh, a streak of eight straight covers, but super hangover, super bowl hangovers real Uh, entering week one. Uh, teams that lost the Super Bowl four and eighteen against the spread since two thousand. So, I'm uh, that's per Action Bet Labs. I'm I'm on board with fading the the Bengals here, and I even saw uh, Chris Raybon was talking about. I think the line opened up at eleven and a half for touchdowns for Jamar Chase. Um, obviously, he took the under there. I think it's now at ten and a half. I could still get down with that because you know coming in second year, the average uh, second year. QB or the average second the average second wider second year wide receiver that had 10 plus touchdowns only averaged eight the next year. Mm-hmm. So I think T. Higgins will emerge as a better receiver this year. Uh Jamar Chase obviously garners a lot of attention and he should because the dude is a beast. But I think that we're gonna see a little bit of a regression across the board here on this offense. So yeah, I'm gonna take the under um on the Cincinnati Bengals win total. And I'd also sprinkle on something of them missing the playoffs at minus one twenty. I plus one ten. Plus one ten at DraftKings. Plus one ten. I'm I'm on it. So yeah, I think there's a I think there's a, definitely a possibility 
this team could take that deep of a, of a step back coming into this season. I like the plus 110 to miss the playoffs, but I don't have the stones to do it because I trust in Joe Burrow at the end of games too much to get it done. Uh, I think that they're probably still going to win nine or 10 games. I still think there's a chance they make the playoffs. I think they'll end up being a wild card, but it's going to be close. Now, from a coaching perspective, I don't love Zach Taylor. I like what he's done with Joe Burrow. I don't necessarily trust all of his game management decisions. So yeah. I'll just I'll put that there. We saw what their defensive coordinator did in the playoffs. I, I think they can put him in a good position to succeed. But two things here. One, the difference in terms of uh, schedule difference from last year, they have the biggest difference. So last year they had one of the easiest schedules. Now they have one of the hardest. Uh, what I say, the number six hardest in the NFL this season. Yeah. And then injury luck. They were one of the luckiest teams in the NFL last year with injuries. And interestingly enough, field goal luck. So we saw Evan McPherson obviously he became a, a superstar in the playoffs. However, he was the luckiest kicker in the NFL last season. So you're going to see a little bit of regression there. Now, that so might what not is, be. What is luckiest? How's that defined? Luckiest kicker? Like he you, just you had. Tell me. I don't know. Great. Out of, he was positioned on the right hash like more often than he should have been or like he hit the goal post. I don't know. The wind was favorable. Like the conditions, you, like you're indoor versus outdoor. Like what? Like, you tell what me how PFF. Yeah, you tell me how PFF calculates <laughs> that. I don't know. Much smarter people than me, but I trust what they say. But <laughs> you may not think that that matter because, you know, he's a really good kicker. He might be the same. No, he's a, he's an accurate kicker. kicker. In the NFL. Very accurate. Yeah. But you get into these games where they basically needed him to make every single field goal for like the last eight weeks of the season for them to sneak into the that's fair to get into the playoffs, win the division, and then win all the playoff games. Now, if that moves even a little bit, they could be really screwed here. Um, in terms of their offensive line, look, they brought in a lot of good pieces. I think that Lyle Collins is a really good piece. But the other two, they're upgrades, but it's not like they brought in like the best offensive line yeah. at all time. It's still gonna be an issue. And Joe Burrow does present some of these problems to himself by holding on to the ball. He wants to go for the gusto. He wants to go for the deep ball every time. He got it last year. He may not get it this year. Mm -hmm. uh, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, I'm fully on board with. Uh, I like some of the other pieces on their offense, but I don't think this is going to be – they're not going to be as successful throwing the ball down the field as they were last season, which is going to be a huge hindrance to the overall productivity of this offense because that was really what they depended on. Like It, it was the giant strikes that really got them – you know, propelled them forward last season. Uh, and I don't think that it quite happened. So give me the Jamar Chase under 10 and a half touchdowns. I kind of like that. I hate betting against a guy that's as talented as he is. I know. But I do think it's probably the right angle in the market. You know, touchdowns are a little lucky as this. I can still, mm -hmm. I, you know, he's probably going to have 100 catches for 1,400 yards, but he could have eight touchdowns, the Julio right. Jones season classic, and you still get <laughs> under that number. So uh, I have no problem with doing that with him this season. Uh, you want to go over to Cleveland? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So this is going to be pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. Cleveland Browns plus 380 to win the division. Deshaun Watson, fine $5 million, suspended 11 games. He'll have a bye week. And then he comes back and he gets to play the Houston Texans. He's allowed in the building, I believe, after week eight to start practicing. But for the first eight weeks of the season, he has to go practice in Miami with Quincy Avery. Uh, hopefully stays out of the way of some massage parlors down there. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't call Robert Kraft for any suggestions. Um, I don't know what to do with this team. It seems like Jacoby Brissett is going to end up being the starter. It doesn't seem like they're going to bring in Jimmy Garoppolo. I did have a momentary uh, lapse of judgment last night where I was watching the Falcons game and Desmond Ritter looked okay. I was like, I wonder if the Browns good. would trade. I wonder if the Browns would trade for Mariota if the if the Falcons want to go with Ritter. Um, so I don't know. I 
Amari Cooper's there. I don't like their offensive wide receivers outside of Cooper. Obviously, we all love their running back situation. Nick Chubb is one of the best, and their offensive line is really good. I don't know what to make that defense. I'm not a huge believer in Stefanski, despite the fact that he won Coach of the Year two years ago. I really don't know what to make of this team, and I expect huge rest from Deshaun Watson when he comes back uh, in Week 13. So where do you kind of stand with this team right now? Um, I'm not really betting on them just because I don't know what to expect. Jacoby Brissett, you know, average backup quarterback, you know, I think it's great that they have a really favorable schedule to start the season. They can just run Nick Chubb into the ground, um, which I think is a pretty good formula for success for them. That's pretty much what they did for Baker minus one season. So, um, but yeah, without Deshaun Watson, it's hard to really have any optimism over their long-term outlook here. Um, this is a team I just have zero interest in betting um, because I just don't know. With, without the quarterback there really figured out, um, I'm sure that there's still some... I don't know. I feel like the the juju around that squad just isn't going to be good. Like, yeah. I'm even wondering like, when they go into opposing stadiums, like there's going to be the signs and all the... It just sounds like a messy situation that I want no part of. Um, uh, I am curious, though. Like, I'd probably be looking at Amari Cooper unders, but I haven't really seen too many markets offering them right now just because Jacoby yeah. Brissett's the quarterback. They haven't set the line or they changed the line. Uh, definitely something I should have hopped on earlier, so I regret that. But, um, yeah, I just don't – it's hard to have faith in the pass catchers in, in Cleveland. Um, from a fantasy perspective, I think buying into Nick Chubb early makes sense and then trade him right before – um, you know, midseason the schedule starts to get harder. I think that that would make sense, but um, yeah, I'm not really in on any of these Browns players this year. Yeah, so it's interesting that you mentioned that Cleveland schedule. So they have the eighth, eighth easiest schedule per Warren Sharp, but heavily backloaded. Like as soon as yeah. Deshaun gets back, that schedule is fucked. So <laughs> thanks. It's going to be a really weird season. So I do think that there's probably an advantage of in fantasy getting Chubb and then trading him away. I'm trying to figure out an angle where. Like I could bet the Browns to start off the season like like four and four or five and three or something like that, and then fade down mm-hmm. the stretch. Right. Um, maybe it's just a matter of like waiting on the Cincinnati number or the Baltimore number and thinking like, oh, Cleveland might be in first place after you know midway through the season, and then right. bet more value on Baltimore. I don't know what the angle quite is yet, but I do think that you're right that Cleveland's going to start off pretty warm, despite the fact that they have reset, and then they're going to fade down the stretch when Deshaun comes back, which is probably what the antithesis of what the market is expecting to have happen. Right. Um, all right. Why don't we move over to Pittsburgh? I really don't know what to do with this team either, unfortunately. I wish that I had better angles here. Uh, we don't like the quarterback situation. I think that we're all already in love with George Pickens. We all like Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Calvin Austin, uh, Pat, uh, Daddy Muth, as Steph would call him. <laughs> Daddy uh, <laughs> They got a lot of good playmakers and Najee. But their offensive line is probably Trash. the worst in the NFL. Um, the defense has some really nice playmakers. They've certainly held held the team together during the last couple of years of Ben Roethlisberger's uh, regime. Mike Tomlin does not have losing seasons. He's a great head coach. But all the signs are pointing to that this is going to be a really disappointing season for Pittsburgh. The question is, you know, how much stones do you have to bet on Mike Tomlin or to fade Mike Tomlin. And I don't know if I want to do either. I just kind of want to sit back and watch it and not have any bets on it right now. I'm with you, man. Um, 18 consecutive non-losing seasons for the Steelers. Second all time, only to the Cowboys. Tomlin's got 15 of those. So 
the dude just doesn't, he finds ways to win. Like no matter who was that quarterback, what the situation is, no matter how bad your offensive line is, they figure it out. I'm concerned about Najee Harris and his workload from last year. With yep. that offensive line, there's no way that he's going to be able to sustain that without getting hurt at some point. Um, you know, just around 3.9 yards per carry with that offensive line. He was really effective in the past game. Um, but I, I took the under on his combined rushing and receiving total at 1,600 and a half. I think that's too high. Um, really like George Pickens and what I've seen from him in the offseason so far. Great blocker, great hands. Just definitely looks like a steal for them. And I don't know how the, the Steelers continue to do it. They draft so well at the wide receiver uh, position. Yep. Chase Claypool, not as high on him as much, to be honest. I think George Pickens might uh, eat into his production a little bit. But you're right. I don't want to bet against Tomlin, but I also don't have the utmost confidence in Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky to get this done with that offensive line. Um, TJ Watt, this dude is guaranteed 10-plus, even 15-plus sacks. Seems like every year now. Um, so I think that the defense will certainly keep them in games. I just don't know how much this offense is going to show up when they need them to. Deontay Johnson, solid receiver, a lot of drops. Um, Fryermuth, great in the red zone, but we'll see if he can make that next step in doing more than just scoring touchdowns. Uh, questions about the Steelers team, man. So I, it sucks, but like I, I'm just I can't make that that win total bet for them because of. Mike Tomlin and just this history of, of finding a way to win. Yeah. I mean, there is a good play. There's a really good angle on the under that I really can't get around. So we have a terrible offensive line. Yeah. We have Jack. young, unexperienced quarterbacks, inexperienced quarterbacks. Jack. Either way, we have a team that went eight, two, and one in one score games last season. So regression's coming. Regression. There. Yep. And they have the fourth hardest schedule in the NFL. Like that is a perfect recipe for an under and it's literally just because of Mike Tomlin that I can't do it. I don't know what's I mean, that eight, two and one in one score games. That's the most telling to me that in the offensive line, um, that might be enough for me to get there. Like if you give me blind resume, resume, of right. That, if that, if like, you're right. If that's any other coach besides Mike Tomlin, you're making that bet. There's probably like, yeah, I may, I was going to say that there's four coaches, maybe but Belichick, like, but they, yeah, it's like a longevity thing. Yeah, it's like Belichick and Tom. Like, yeah, I would say, well, McVay is never going to have a losing record. Sure, but I've been a head coach for five years. Like, right, right. Tom and Belichick have been through cycles. There's a history of performance here. Yeah, I, I think I would put John Harbaugh in there too. But that's like that's, that's yeah, probably yeah. it. I wouldn't even put right. Andy Reid in there because Andy Reid's had shit seasons with the Eagles before. Yeah, absolutely has. So, and I, and I think yeah, you know, and I think oh, man, this is. I might be this. This is gambling with gold, man. I might find a way to, to bet this under. Like it's very unpopular, and I feel disgusting about it. But those are always the best bets, right? <laughs> so blind resume bet on the Steelers under seven and a half is basically what we've talked ourselves into, and we want to vomit about it. I think that's where it is, man. Seven and ten coming right up for the Steelers. Yikes! That's actually I. I, I have all my predictions written down. So my predictions for the the division are uh, Baltimore twelve and five. Cincinnati ten and seven, Cleveland eight and nine, and Pittsburgh at seven and ten. That's kind of where I'm at. So I think I'm there too. I'm on the under. I don't like it. I don't, I don't like have any it. other. I don't have any other bets on this division right now. But uh, why don't we talk about divisional MVPs, LVPs, and your fantasy kind of breakout guy for the division? So why don't we start with the fantasy guy? Uh, fantasy MVP in this division. 
mid-round guy. I'm going to say Rashad Bateman. I, I think that there's just a lot of targets to be had there. Um, the loss of Hollywood Brown, that dude had questionable hands anyway. Like there was plenty of bombs where Lamar Jackson had him. Um, but the thing about Rashad Bateman is that he can hit you over the top, but then also play, um, uh, play within the seams too. So like, I think that there's a lot of upside in drafting him as a, a wide receiver too. If you miss out on the, the big name guys. Um, so I, I really think he's going to have a good season for a, a really solid Baltimore team. My fantasy guy, I had Bateman down for mine. Cincinnati, I had T Higgins down. Pittsburgh, I, I had Trubis- I had Trubisky down, just because I think that he's interesting as a late round dart throw, especially in Superflex. If you're going to wait all the way towards the end, he has that rushing upside. Uh, Tom has done good things with quarterbacks. He's going to have a lot of weapons, certainly way more than he ever had in Chicago. So I think there is a chance that he has some mild success this season. But I'll go, I'll go deep down the board, and I'm not even sure you need to draft this guy, but. David Njoku, the Cleveland Browns do not have a secondary pass catcher right now that I would trust. No, I don't. DPJ, Anthony Schwartz, David Bell. Okay, fine, whatever. They just gave Njoku the bag. They only have Amari Cooper, and Amari Cooper's been made a glass recently. I think there's a chance that Njoku has a giant breakout season, specifically in the red zone. Uh, so give me Njoku. If you're going to wait on tight ends or stream tight ends this year, he would be one of the first guys that I'm trying to pick up season you know for some reason i i feel like Brissett did a good job targeting gasicki in his time in, in with the dolphins um yeah so Brissett in 2019 had a 30 percent target share to eric ebron and jack doyle so i see the i see the angle where he could be one of the top target guys for the browns all right, so that's that's um, my guy. That's my like, fantasy standout if you want to wait all the way towards the end of drafts to go pick up a tight end. Uh, <laughs> I mean, let's think about it, though, for yeah. real quick, though, because, like, if you miss out on the, the top six, seven through, you know, 15, 16, like, they're all – they all have their moments and splashes, right? They're all streamable tight ends. Yeah. You're not expecting these guys to, to have consistent production. But, like, if he's running a route on, like – anywhere from 70 to 90% of the time, which he probably will because he doesn't really have much behind him. And there's like literally no pass catchers. Like why not David Njoku? Yeah. Why not? Why not David Njoku? Give me that t-shirt. Print it. I'll wear it on Sundays. <laughs> um, all right. So let's get to uh divisional MVP and LVP. Who's your MVP of the division? Lamar. MVP of the division. Yeah, it's Lamar. Lamar's got to get the bag. He hasn't gotten it yet. He's got something to prove. And I think this team's going to be the best in the division. So the best player on the best division, MVP. All right. Uh, I'm with you. Divisional LVP. Oh. I wanted to say. I'm going to say Chase Claypool. Okay. I I just don't. I don't know. His vibes from last year with zero accountability and George Pickens. And his ascension up that depth chart, I think he's I think he's on watch. Uh, am I allowed to say Deshaun Watson? I don't think I'm allowed to say Deshaun Watson because he's not gonna play until week 13. Um huh. I don't know where to go with divisional LVP on this one. Cause I, I don't think the Steelers are gonna be relevant enough this season for me to say that there's gonna be an LVP. Right. I don't right. want to pick anyone on the Ravens because I think they're gonna win the division. So I'm down to Cincinnati and Cleveland. I'm and in on Burrow. I'm at no, but that doesn't really I you know what? Screw it. Let's go spicy take. I'm going to go LVP, Nick Chubb, 
because I think that they overuse him way too much early and he gets injured and ruins fantasy seasons for people. I mean, part of me was actually leaning towards Najee Harris, to be honest. So uh, for kind of the same reason. Yeah. Yeah. For, for the exact cool. same reason, man. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think that does it. We're done with the AFC North divisional gambling preview. I think we got three more of these left. We have three weeks until two and a half weeks until the NFL season kicks off. Can't wait for that. Dan, thanks for joining me. Let's go win some bets. Good luck, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. See you. We'll